Hi all, today I'm going to be talking about the Mario rule. It's a really simple idea how you can use gaming, which is, well, something I learned from playing games, playing computer games when I was younger, um, to help you learn pieces faster, more effectively, and get better results in shorter periods of time, and also kind of enjoy it more, get more mental and emotional leverage on yourself to get yourself to actually finish pieces that you're trying to do. So if there's any songs you're trying to learn at the moment and you're struggling to get yourself to complete them and they're not quite working, um, then this, this is for you. This will solve that problem. So I came up with the Mario rule as a concept for one of my students and um, one of the guys who was like struggling with getting pieces done. He would allow himself to get sort of little mistakes and stuff and he would just those mistakes would just keep reoccurring he no matter how much he practiced or what he did he'd just keep finding himself doing the same mistakes over and over and over again so i created with him what i call the mario rule and it's something that i've done with myself over and over again whenever running up to an examination or whenever getting ready for a gig um and i wanted to very quickly get the pieces perfect you know um so Basically, what I've done in the past with this is I've set myself up with a, a goal to never go past the point where I make a mistake. So, in other words, if you think of Mario, if you're playing the, you know, playing the computer game or you've ever played it in the past, you'll know, and just, this applies to pretty much all computer games, right? Um, if you die, you go back to the nearest checkpoint or the beginning of the game, right? But in the case of Mario, it was always the very beginning of the game, right? So I, I call it the Mario rule because I don't go back to checkpoints, right? <coughs> I go back to the very start of the song. Um, and there's like a three strike setup. Like you would, you would always have three lives in Mario, right? And wherever you got, that was it. So basically you do a three strike setup, three, three attempts to get as far through the game as you can. And you always stop when you die and you go back to the beginning of the game, right? The beginning of the level. So... What that means is that once you do make a mistake, you're gonna know exactly where it was, you're not gonna get confused about it, and when you start again, you get to see on the second attempt whether or not you can get through that point. If you can't, then of course you wanna have a third attempt, and then you know you found a sticking point. If you do get through, you move on as far as you can through the piece until you make a mistake again, and then that may well end up being your new checkpoint or your stopping point that you need to get past. Now, <coughs> What I liken this to is like, um, I was saying to him, you know, <clears throat> if you were to, back in the day, we used to be able to get these cheat books, right? And they probably still have them now, but I don't play computer games much anymore. Well, I don't, don't at all, because I'm too busy, but, um, and so I wouldn't even consider buying one because I've got so many other things to try and do. Um, you know, I'd much rather spend those hours on, on, the, on the drum set, you know, but the truth of the matter is, like I say, uh, everybody wants to cheat when it comes to games at some point you know everyone's had a go at that and if you can get the codes you you often allow yourself to become invincible you know for for the whole game and you can just go around and do whatever you want and what's interesting about this is and I was talking to um, my student about this he agreed with me and everyone agrees with you if you ask them who's played games when you allow yourself to cheat the game ceases to be fun there's a there's a basically for the first like 10 minutes or something of being invincible and going around and being able to do whatever you want you end up having a lot of fun and then you just can't be bothered anymore because it's not really interesting when there's no challenge right so there's no the, the thing that gets us excited and in a flow state is when we're not quite when we're on the edge of our ability do you know what i mean and, and we're not quite in a state of anxiety 
but we're not in a state of boredom either. We're in the middle, which we call the flow state. Now, why this is important is because if you think about it, if you don't, if you if you want to like complete the whole piece, right, and you allow yourself to play the whole piece through when you've made a bunch of mistakes, you're giving yourself satisfaction. You, it's like you put put the cheat code into the computer, and now you're getting to play the whole level, and you get to see everything that's coming. And you get to enjoy it and, fin and get that sense of completion for nothing, right? You didn't you didn't achieve it. You hadn't finished the piece. So I'm always I see finishing the song that you're playing as a form of reward, and it creates a psychological like uh, leverage, a form of leverage emotionally and psychologically. If you are to um, you know make sure that you don't finish the piece and that you only go up to the point where you're weak, you only go up to the point where you make mistakes. So it creates a massive leverage on you and it helps you to make sure that you get it done faster. So not only is it the leverage you get, the emotional leverage of, of the desire to finish it, but you also get the, the ability to notice every mistake without um, getting confused about where they were and not having to take on too much in one go. Because like if you try and take on like four mistakes in a piece at once, you're very unlikely to complete, you know, sort them all out. But if you just take one out, you know, you can get the sense of satisfaction of achieving that one, you know, improvement and that you've taken that step forward in the in the game or the level, so to speak, right? So yeah, I just wanted you to be aware of how um, crucial that can be psychologically, but also how powerful it can be for you just practically as a drummer. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny how we can learn a lot from games actually to help us to become better drummers. We can learn a lot about that because it's these systems that they have for computer games are really designed to keep people hooked but at the same time to aspire to develop a skill and to do so in such a way that makes it stupidly fun so you know borrow ideas from gaming frequently if you want to make your practice fun and efficient um, and you won't be you, you know um, you won't be you'll be surprised how effective that can be for you do you know what I mean you'll be amazed um, but it's just a matter of being able to leverage it and, and make it work for you so yeah that's the Mario rule. Works every time. It's a, it's a cheeky little move. It works 100%. And yeah, if you have any other sort of like challenges or stuff yourselves that you'd, you'd like me to discuss and give little tips on, feel free to uh, give us a shout in here. But this is like a really short podcast today, just a really cool little concept that I know will help you and has helped countless other students I've had and helped me over and over and over again to get more done with my pieces to finish songs off and get them right. Um, yeah, enjoy the Mario rule and I'll see you tomorrow.